0: FAU MBA and Sport Management programs. Turn it up!
1: Turn it up!
0: From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVecca live on ESPN 106.3. Well,
2: let's put it this way: I had one reaction initially. To Scottie Pippen's comments about Phil Jackson yesterday. But after taking a night to sleep on it, got a little bit different perspective. We'll get into it. Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel Tuesday edition here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app on your smart speaker. Play ESPN 106.3. And at John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach in the Phillips Point Towers, right off of the cloudy and dreary intracoastal. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. And... A childhood hero of mine is, Aww. he's out there. Thanks, man. No, 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 not you. Oh. I mean, you're a, you're a stellar human being. I thought you were going to say you're a child. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, Yeah, actually, you are a man-child. Yes, yes, body of a man, behavior of a child. That's go, Kel. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's no, fine. And you know what? I love it. And uh, so uh, I do need to talk about the actual childhood hero, though, and that is Scotty Pippen. Oh, Scotty. And so yesterday we were talking about my uh, my Chicago born and raised childhood with Mike Ditka. And he is the reason why all of my athletes and all of my coaches need to be screaming and yelling and violent. Uh, Well, Scottie Pippen was a major component of my childhood because uh, the Bulls dynasty came right in my formative years as a sports fan. And Coquel's making faces because he knows that my formative years as a sports fan were spent watching the Bulls beat up on his Knicks. I have nightmares over (laughs) and over again. Uh, Scottie Pippen's been hawking his uh, his new bourbon. For the last week and a half. You could plug it at least. Why? He's not. No. He, He's, joining he a sh- a g- He's actually joining the show now. Oh well, then we'll definitely plug his bourbon if he Hello, joins this Ken. show. That does not sound anything like. <laughs> He's Scottie got the Pippen. deepest voice it ever. He does have a deep voice, but if Scotty Pippen wants to come on this show, then we will plug his bourbon. But all of this started with Scotty Pippen uh, coming to the forefront. Uh, well, I guess, I suppose, if you want to go back to just over a year ago, at this point, the Last Dance, the documentary, and I think Coquel you'd agree Scotty Pippen wasn't portrayed in the best light he was portrayed maybe as a bit immature a bit of a child uh someone who wanted to enjoy a summer so he decided to undergo surgery once an nba season started uh someone who was always in the shadow of michael jordan like i think it's safe to say of all of the characters in the last dance scotty pippen came off probably as the worst in a documentary about a six-time championship basketball team
3: Let's just say you could tell that Michael's people made it and Uh not Scotty's so Uh much, considering Michael's gambling problem just looked like he was ultra competitive. Yeah. And Scotty just looked like he had all these issues, and Michael carried him through those issues. Right,
2: right. Uh, So, Scotty Pippen uh, was featured in GQ Magazine last week, where he had a number of things to say uh, about current NBA stars, LeBron James, uh, and in particular, Kevin Durant Ben Simmons but it was the KD criticism or at least the analysis that Scottie Pippen presented that had KD doing his Twitter troll thing and going at Scottie Pippen so we all had a good laugh about it and said oh look there's KD never misses on Twitter and Scottie Pippen was the hapless oh look at that uh washed up old legend he's so out of touch and we all chuckled and moved on but then Scottie Pippen, this went into a little bit darker place yesterday. He was on the Dan Patrick Show, and this is where Dan Patrick shows just how elite he is. He is the single greatest uh, sports talk radio interviewer in the history of the medium, and uh, there's a reason for it, and you're about to hear it. Now, we've separated this into three parts. We're going to go in uh, chronological order
3: here, or chronological order as <laughs> well. Yeah, either way. Um, but Why don't we just play the whole interview? Call it a day, go home, start my vacation early, <laughs> yeah. and we're good.
2: Just kick your feet up and roll. Uh, but but let's start here with Dan Patrick opening the conversation uh, with Scottie Pippen about the famous Bulls-Knicks playoff game where Scottie Pippen stayed on the bench and pouted for the final 3.2 seconds while Tony Kukoc took the game-winning shot Pippin upset that Phil Jackson didn't draw the play up for him. This was all the way back in 1994.
1: Help me understand the GQ article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when you refused to go back in the game and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc.
4: Well, I mean, it's not much to be said if
1: you go back and look at when
4: Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the
1: game. No, um, no, no, I understand that, Scotty. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines and then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a ride. Yeah.
4: So, well, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons and every other team... That we had to get to those three championships. Wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last-second shot without Michael Jordan? Like one year without Michael Jordan, can I get
1: one shot? Like I'm doing all the dirty work. But all of that I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when so, you say a racial move, well, why
4: would why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last-second shot and you put me up a bounce? That's what I mean, racial. Like, that was Scottie Pippen's team. but but Scottie Pippen was on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? So
2: that got edgy as it went along. And you can sense Scottie Pippen's frustration and perhaps – resentment as he goes on but dan patrick keeps bringing up the racial element the racial element in gq Scottie pippen said it was a racial decision for him not to have the last shot and for as Scottie pippen put it with dan patrick the rookie tony kukoc a white european man uh drawn up to take the final shot racial racial that's the key word here and this is the clip that has made all of the headlines yesterday and early today dan patrick following up with the racial conversation surrounding phil jackson scotty pippen and this is what that sounded like
1: but have you talked to phil about this because by saying a racial move then you're you're calling phil a racist i don't got a problem with that do you think phil was or is Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil
4: Jackson left the Lakers, went wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that?
2: And so that book that he's referencing is that 2004 memoir, of the 2002-2003 Lakers team that had Carl Malone, uh, that had Gary Payton, in addition to Shaq and Kobe Bryant, that came up short, got swept out of the finals by the Detroit Pistons. And Phil Jackson had very unflattering things to say about Kobe, including one excerpt revealing that he yelled to members of the front office during a practice, I will not come back to coach this team if Kobe Bryant's still on it. He doesn't listen to anybody. Um, And so... I. He he flat out acknowledged and gave a vote of support to Phil Jackson being a racist. I have no problem with that. That's what Scottie Pippen said when Dan Patrick posed to him. You, you realize you're calling Phil Jackson a racist. I have no problem with that. That's, I mean, that's quite a claim. That is quite a thing to put out there if you're Scottie Pippen. But he wasn't done yet because Scottie Pippen turned his sights on... Michael Jordan, as well.
1: Well, it feels like he's disloyal. I don't know if that makes him a racist. Well, that's your yeah. way of
4: putting it out, and I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practice with uh, him.
1: You're looking for him afar. Yeah, and, and look, that's why I wanted to have you on. But I go back, and Phil designed a play for Steve Kerr when Mike was <laughs> there, and Mike... Mike didn't have a problem with that, did he? I don't want to see.
4: You're not setting me up to answer the right question. What do you mean Phil
1: set up a play for Steve Kerr? He didn't set that play for Steve Kerr. He set that play for Michael Jordan. I thought in the huddle, Mike says, I'm going to throw you the ball, you'll be open at the felon. That, and Phil had nothing to do with that?
4: And you don't want to get this show started because it will take us a long time. Do you know all those cameras that sitting in that huddle who they was working for? the NBA. So you know who Michael was speaking to when he said that, right? <laughs> that was that was playing. <laughs> that was speaking to the, to the camera. That wasn't speaking out of what we're going to have to do, what the play is going to be. That was speaking to the camera. Had John had uh, John Stockton not came down, trust me, <laughs> but that was building his own documentary because he knew he was controlling the cameras. <laughs> you understand English? Yeah. Okay. So all those cameras that was working were working basically for Michael Jordan, not for the Chicago Bulls. But they were building the Come Fly With Me, the Air Jordan videos. That's what it was. It that was not naturally spoken. Okay. That was rehearsed. Okay. So then
2: we start getting into a bit of conspiracy theory there from Scotty Pippen. Like, we know that the cameras are there because they're documenting Michael Jordan. We understand that. But him proposing that Michael Jordan, in the heat of the moment, in an elimination game in the NBA Finals, is speaking to the camera in order to lift up his legacy. Michael Jordan did a lot of things. And Michael Jordan is his own brand. And Michael Jordan has always controlled his brand. But that is like next-level awareness if that's actually the case. And within that, Scottie Pippen is contradicting his point to an extent about the racial element of Phil Jackson decisions because the play that Steve Kerr, the shot that he hit to win the NBA Finals, was originally designed for Michael Jordan, the black man. So... When I heard this yesterday, I tweeted at KLV1063, this is difficult to listen to. And I think that at first listen, I thought to myself, Scottie Pippen has gone off the deep end. This is sort of crazy. But then, thinking about it later, and I spent a lot of time poring over this uh, last night and this morning. I think this really comes down to something that I think we knew about Scottie Pippen, but uh, we didn't really fully get a sense of it until the last dance and that is he has a lot of resentment and if there's a word to describe scotty pippen i think it's underappreciated i fully believe that's how he feels and that's how this has manifested itself with the peak coming yesterday on the dan patrick show but I ask you, after hearing all of that from Scottie Pippen, what we know about Scottie Pippen, a guy who, by the way, is a top 50 player of all time and in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, what is one word you would use to describe Scottie Pippen? I say underappreciated. What about you? What is one word that you would use to describe Scottie Pippen? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or you can tweet at us at ESPN, West Palm. I say underappreciated. Now, some of you may say crazy or insane or ridiculous, and that's fine. But for me, I think a lot of these things, yeah, some of it's a little ragged. Some of it's a little disjointed. But I think that this is... A professional lifetime of him being in one man's shadow, and that one man happens to be the most lauded, the most worshipped athlete in our lifetimes, and it's not even close across the world, and... He's someone that, Coquel, you would agree if he had his own team in his prime and Michael Jordan wasn't involved, he could have won multiple MVPs. He could have feasibly been a player that led his team to an NBA championship or two. But instead, he's inextricably linked with Michael Jordan at all turns. And I think now that some of this talk, including uh, labeling Phil Jackson a racist, I think it comes from the fact that it's piled on so heavy for him over the years, and he's allowed it to. He just flat out feels underappreciated.
3: I'm going to go with the word hurt. I think he's hurt. I think he sees other NBA legends glorified all over the place because the NBA does a good job of putting different guys on TV and always going back to the old school players where he's never that guy they go to. And I'm sure some of these never personal reasons, I'm sure behind the scenes, the NBA people know that, and that's why he's not the guy, but from the outside looking in. And then I don't want to go too deep into his personal life. His wife isn't out there in the NBA circles or mm-hmm. is out there in the NBA <laughs> circles, which doesn't lend to a lot of respect, his ex-wife, excuse me, to Scottie Pippen either, yeah. right, when you think about it that way. So I think he just he's a guy who's hurt and has to justify in his brain somehow why he's not getting the respect he deserves, why he's not getting the glory why is he not being liked?
2: Scotty Pippen with a lot of thoughts about Ben Simmons and LeBron James and Kevin Durant. So much so that Kevin Durant uh, just went to Twitter and eviscerated Scotty Pippen last week. Then Scotty Pippen comes back on the Dan Patrick Show, calls Phil Jackson a racist, and presents a Michael Jordan conspiracy theory. Uh, it, it it comes off as bizarre, but I think that all of this is a culmination of that man just feeling underappreciated. And I think Scottie Pippen in his entire professional life has been underappreciated. After all of this, in the last week especially, or even going back to the last dance the last year, what is one word you would use to describe Scottie Pippen? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 And you touched on something that I think is important, Coquel. Like, it's been... Everything from the time he started his NBA career to now where he's been overlooked for the exception of top 50
3: player of all time and pro basketball
2: hall of fame. Like that's significant, but that's
3: like the only moment I think of Pippen post career is that top 50 of all time. He
2: never won a championship without Michael Jordan when he finally had the opportunity to have a team as his team first time around with the Bulls. Uh, he uh, had a play drawn up for someone not him. He was supposed to inbound. Uh, then uh, Hugh was,
3: Holland screwed yeah. him over in the playoffs against the Knicks. Hubert Davis, four-point play, which should not have happened. It, I'm a Knicks fan, right? and I'll tell right. you that shouldn't have happened.
2: All-star game MVP, but not NBA Finals MVP. And then the following season, Michael Jordan comes back late Takes back what was his. Scotty wins more championships, but again, it's Michael Jordan. So then, Scotty goes to Portland, and they're good teams, but they're caught up in the Jailblazers saga. And so that's attached to Scotty Pippen being a part of that disaster up in Portland. And then his career just fizzled
3: out after that. He was having the back issues at Mm -hmm. that point that we saw at the end of the last dance. They didn't just magically go away when he went to Portland. So he was at a different stage of his career.
2: But then, theres you're right, there's post-career. Uh he had trouble with investments he had someone who built him for millions and millions of dollars a quote-unquote financial planner he briefly did some stuff with the bulls that was a flash in the plan uh, flash in the pan that didn't last went to espn just sort of disappeared from his role on espn after the last dance but then you see on tnt guys like kevin garnett and Gary Payton, and Chris Webber, and and Shaq, and Charles Barkley, they're all prominent people in media now. They're all getting theirs. They're getting their shine. They're talking about the game. Where's Scottie Pippen's platform? And it hasn't been there, nor has it really truly been presented to him. I mean, think about it. Who's been Scottie Pippen's replacement on the jump? It's been Kendrick Perkins, who is one-eighth of the player that Scottie Pippen was
3: in his career. But 20 times the personality.
2: Yeah. That's the problem. That's not That doesn't
3: help. People don't want to turn on sports as entertainment. I think we lose that sometimes. You don't really want to go to your sports entertainment for someone to be moping all the time. Yeah, And yeah. just not willing to go out there and have some fun and laugh at themselves. I mean, a lot of the NBA coverage is players laughing at themselves and each other. Yep. And, and it's fun. And I enjoyed it. The scary thing about Pippen is you take Pippen in his prime and put him on the Knicks for Charles Smith. Say those two guys got traded somehow they championship team. Jordan might only have four rings instead of six. I completely agree. Ewing, Oakley, and Pippen, Pippen would have been the best player on the team. Now Ewing goes to a number two. Yeah. Like, that's so good. People still talk about I think Pippen's better than Ewing, and Ewing is one of the top players of all time. But yesterday, I started
2: to go to the place of, man, Scottie Pippen is crazy. Scottie Pippen's been guzzling his bourbon. Uh. But, and those things might be true, but I'm also trying to be sympathetic to the man because if you look at his professional life, he is, and I, my original question today was going to be: name other underappreciated or in the shadow superstars like Scottie Pippen, and there isn't one. There is no comparison to Scottie Pippen, any sport, any generation. Clay Thompson. <laughs> no,
3: no. No, no, absolutely so. not. Now, is that because Clay just looks like he's in his own world having his own fun? You see him in these videos overseas yeah. and there's a god there. Yeah. Like he's doing his own
2: thing. Like, and I do think Steph Curry's the face of that team, but Clay Thompson and Draymond Green get an awful lot of love. I mean, they really truly. I do. feel like
3: Clay gets the least of all of them.
2: And I don't think the Warriors are transcendent superstar level like the Bulls were. Like the Bull the Bulls the Bulls that
3: was like once in a lifetime type of attention. It could have been Clay Thompson if Durant had stayed. And that yeah, dynasty maybe. continued, but maybe. I don't. Know, I don't think he has that edge on him, and maybe coming from an NBA family, they're like he. He didn't mm. want. He didn't care about yeah. being the man as much.
2: But I also think that uh, Scottie Pippen. It's unprecedented in the manner in which he is underappreciated. Coquel says hurt. I say underappreciated with a word to describe Scottie Pippen. What do you think? What is one word you would use to describe Scottie Pippen? 888-760-3776. 760 3776 You can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. And I want to pose one more thing to you. This discussion about Phil Jackson being a racist. Now, that's heavy. That's really heavy. Um, I, though, feel uncomfortable. This is me as a white man um, You're a white man. Trying to judge what a black man feels about uh, what's akin to a white coworker or a white boss. Maybe Scottie Pippen's opinion is shared by other players that he coached, black players that he coached. Who am I to say? I, I mean, honestly, who am I to say? But I also think the example of Scottie Pippen, what he used to. Uh, put out there into the universe why he believes Phil Jackson is racist is weak. Like, the the play not being drawn up for Scottie Pippen, but being drawn up for Tony Kukoc, and that's going to be Scottie Pippen's jumping off point into Phil Jackson being racist. You need to come out with more than that for me
3: to say, ah, maybe Scottie's on to something. Can I laugh at myself for a minute? And I think some of us do this when we, if you listen to, podcast the same podcast like if you listen to the Ken Lavica Alive yeah. podcast you feel like you're friends with the person you're listening to all the time yeah which of course you are if you download that one wherever your podcasts That's are found true. you are our friends um I listened to I didn't read 11 rings by Phil Jackson I listened to it and I almost came to the mic and was like I know Phil Jackson really well <laughs> because I listened to his audiobook and the guy he who read it voice and it wasn't even him it was uh, someone right? who sounds just like him though and I and it, it made me feel like it was Phil and I was like oh like wait. Phil Jackson might be a racist like, he might be. My friend Phil from 11 Rings, I don't think so.
2: <laughs> he might be, but, but Scottie Pippen, for me, just for me, to fully get behind him with that, because again, who am I to tell Scottie Pippen who's racist and who isn't? It's his personal experience, not mine. That's his, I'm trying to be very fair with that. I'm not trying to completely poo-poo it, um, but you need to come at me more than a play being drawn up for Tony Coach. What's a word you would use to describe Scottie Pippen? We listened to the key meaty moments of his interview yesterday with the Dan Patrick Show. I say he just feels underappreciated. Coquel says Scottie Pippen's hurt. What's a word you would use to describe Scotty Pippen? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to the Palms, uh, to the tweets, I should say, in just a moment. Let's go to Palm Beach Gardens. That's where we find Zane. Zane kicks us off on Ken Levick Live. What's up, Zane?
5: Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so I'd say with when it comes to Scotty, I think he's getting very defensive. hmm Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what's going on is that he kind of called someone out and the backlash that he's gotten has made him feel overwhelmed and he's trying to find, like, outlooks to find, like, not necessarily who to blame, But just like to back up how he feels and like validate his feelings.
2: Yeah, take some pride back too. Like I feel like that's defensive is a great call. And but I think though that it doesn't necessarily stem from Kevin Durant torching him on Twitter. I think this does go back to the Last Dance. I think he was genuinely surprised at how he was portrayed in that documentary.
5: Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I feel like a lot of what was put out there kind of just focalized. In his mind, a little bit too much around Michael. Yeah, and as much credit should go to Jordan, like by far, because obviously he was like you know the culmination of all that energy, power, and everything in that team. A lot of the credit should go to Scotty because mm-hmm. we even saw when you know Mike wasn't there when he retired, Scotty still brought that team like very far he was elite in the, in the level. level. Yeah, and, and you could Amazing, argue Scottie yeah.
2: Pippen. Scottie Pippen was a better all-around player than Michael Jordan was. Like he he just yeah. Was. I, the, the staff say that. Yeah. Uh, and Zane, appreciate the call. Like, he could score. He could volume score. He was an outstanding defender. He could do it in the post. He could do it at the perimeter. He was locked down. He could rebound. Like, Scottie Pippen was the complete player, except he played alongside the man who perfected the art of marketing, the man who was the transcendent talent who came before Scottie. And it's just sort of how destiny played out. I think Zane, defensive is a good one. He's definitely defensive, but. Um you know, I said that it probably started going back to the last dance. This has been for dec- this has been for decades. Right. Like this this goes back to even the Bulls.
3: But days. I feel like if the last dance shined to the light as they were best friends and they were hanging out and they did this together, we'd see a different Scotty right now. That's the sad part. You know what's wild to me is um being a, a young
2: Chicagoan, like Scotty was always the sweet, soft spoken, like he was the the guy on the bulls that's like your buddy. Like, Michael Jordan's the tenacious warrior, and this is like
3: kid sports fan. Scottie Pippen's like the wrap your arm around him, give him a hug type of guy. I feel like he was that for his teammates, too. You got that feeling that Michael could be the jerk that Michael yeah. was. You're right, because, it could be. Because another star was there to it could kind of be. put his arm around the guy and be like, this is Michael being Michael, we'll get better, we'll win. Yeah.
2: And, I mean, think about, too, how uh, how much friction there was in the Olympics in 92 as the documentary laid out before Tony Kukoc was signed by the Bulls. I mean, all of this stuff you could you can see back in his career things that you overlooked at the time as just being a competitor. Like these are the red flags of some of the personality
3: traits of Scottie Pippen. He even took a bad contract too for himself and didn't get the money he deserves. That there. so there's a lot of like resentment. I and totally feelings forgot that I about that. You're that totally I, right. Uh, maybe yeah. I didn't get. I could have been my own guy and been one of the top ever. I could have been a Barkley. I mean, I think that he could have been a Barkley. A word to describe Scottie Pippen could be regretful. I mean
2: the the contract situation that's a that's great. I totally totally forgot about that. 8887603776 8887603776 A word to describe the suddenly disgruntled Scotty Pippen. Jason is in Boca. Jason, you're on Ken Levick alive. Hey Jason. Hey Ken, how you doing? Good man.
6: Yeah. I I grew up in Chicago as well. Uh you know high school in the 90s so that was my yep. uh introduction to you know the Bulls and my word would be petty. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know he he always found a reason to be disgruntled, uncooperative, whatever it might be. Um and you know in the city I don't know if uh you ever heard this his his nickname was No Tippin Pippin.
7: Mm-hmm. The guy uh
6: was notorious for being just ungrateful for you know the position that he was in, you know I, I loved him as a player. Obviously, you know I was a diehard Bulls fan. Um, that's kind of the word that what, that comes to mind for me.
2: Yeah, and I think that definitely fits too. Like we've been discussing, and appreciate the call, Jason. We've been discussing defensive, underappreciated, uh, hurt. Yeah, petty. He's definitely petty because I actually don't recall one time since the Last Dance came out where Scottie Pippen has said. Yeah, that was on me. Or uh, that was an issue I probably should have done it differently. Like, he hasn't he hasn't said that at all. Like he hasn't owned anything. And so
3: it truly is petty. He has passed the buck every time. I think maybe he needs to stop slinging the bourbon. <laughs> switch it up maybe do something. the brown clearly brings him down get some clear and have some have no fear scotty i've been there man i've been there like two years ago the brown
2: was was bringing me down and i had to switch to the clear that's where the tequila came and in. have no fear and and right, all of a sudden you're feeling good and life is good 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 a word to describe scotty pippen and again you can always tweet at us at espn west palm uh well uh coquel gets us lined up here on the phones i want to uh make sure everybody knows that we are going going to be joined by wrestling legend the uh, arguably the greatest wrestling giant in the history of the sport at least modern day modern day Paul White AEW is coming down next Wednesday to Miami and Paul White is hanging out with us tomorrow 12 15 here on Ken Levick Alive so,
3: I'm leaving town. You're going
2: on vacation. You're done after today. So, and, see you.
3: And you bring in Paul White. And yep. who else is coming? Hulk Hogan coming on Thursday? And actually, Thursday, uh, Doug Mosley. Nope,
2: not the other no, 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 no. Doug Mosley of Barbecue News is going to give us some 4th of July barbecue tips here on nice. Ken Levick
3: Alive
5: nice. as well. And perhaps,
3: perhaps beef tips. Am I going to have any chance to come back? You got all these big guys filling in for me. Uh, I tell you what. You uh
2: you should just go on vacation and maybe you're staying on vacation. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. I do like that Wally Pip nickname for you. <laughs> uh, Jerry and West Palm. Jerry, you're on ESPN one oh six three. What's up, Jerry? Uh not much. How are you guys?
8: Good. All right. Uh I just wanted to chime in on the uh Scottie Pippen thing. Sure. I have to agree with Pokel. I, I I I think Scotty's hurt. Um when you look at everything that, you know, he's put in, all the body of work and everything, and being overshadowed by Jordan, you know, it just it, it starts building up and you know when finally he got he had enough, he just let it out. Hey, y'all know Michael's truth, let me tell you guys mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? May may two things can be true. Yeah. I think he's right, but I also think he's hurt.
2: He's definitely hurt, uh, and, and and that was good from Coquel because he's right on. Like he is hurt. All of this is a culmination of so many things. And when Coquel brought up the fact, definitely. It, when Coquel and appreciate it, when Coquel brought up the fact that uh, you know you see all of these other players who have these platforms post career, and Scotty never really truly. Had that, and there's opportunities for everybody, and Scotty hasn't necessarily had those opportunities. Like, this
3: spans past playing career, and this has gone into post-playing career now. I just feel like if he was more of a fun person and could take things a little bit lighter... Well, it's clear he can't. Because he's got... Like, he's been in every situation. He was with the Jailblazers. He's with Mm -hmm. the Bulls. He's been the wingman. He's been the man before. He's been through the Olympics. The insight that he could give he on all ha- these topics. He,
2: yeah, he arguably has the most fascinating career of any
3: NBA superstar of all time. The insight to Jordan. You know what I mean? He also has that. That's a valuable thing to yeah. have. Yeah. But instead, you're going to put it out that way. And Jordan's people and the people who work for Jordan, work with Jordan, yep. they're not going to let that out. But of all the words
2: that we heard here to describe Scottie Pippen, you and I say underappreciated. Or I say underappreciated. You say hurt. Um, those have resulted in what we heard um, on the phone lines, petty and defensive. Like That's how he deals with S- things like
3: this. Sadly, I feel like it's eventually going to be regretful.
2: I completely agree. Ken LeVick Alive featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Ken LeVick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash NBA Sport. You're not going to regret that, let me tell you, because this is is how you get into the sports industry. You're going to be grateful for the fau MBA Sport Management Program because Dr. Jim Reardon has professors that work in the sports industry. You're getting first-hand current knowledge, not something from 1987. You're getting something that you can take with you and uh, apply immediately into the sports industry. It makes you valuable. That's the fau MBA Sport Management Program. 21 years of doing it. They're the best at it. They are international nationally renowned that's the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport and fau mba sport management program is the title sponsor of ken levick alive we'll continue to take your calls on scotty pippen one word to describe scotty pippen 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 after his wild interview with dan patrick on the dan patrick show yesterday and this man revealed that the Miami Dolphins wanted him as head coach back in 2011. Who are we talking about? You'll find out next. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. and I'm live on ESPN
0: 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN
2: 106.3. Leading you into Independence Day. Don't worry. For a lot of you, it's a three-day weekend coming up, Okay. Let's let's be in this together, Scottie Pippen. What do we think about him? Yesterday on the Dan Patrick Show was revealing. It was sort of weird. It was definitely cringeworthy. A word to describe Scottie Pippen, who brought up a conspiracy theory on Michael Jordan, Steve Kerr, the NBA Finals-winning shot, and, and and called Phil Jackson a uh, a, a racist. What's a word to describe Scottie Pippen? We've had hurt, we've had underappreciated, we've had petty, uh, we have had defensive. All of those things apply. eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 8 760 3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Pat Lawler of Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. He's our sports agent insider, a sports law insider. He will be with us in just a few moments' time. Kevin in West Palm next up. Kevin, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Kev?
8: What's up, fellas? What's up? Great show today. Great show today. Thank you. One word I would use to describe Scotty Pippen is ungrateful. Okay. You are a six time NBA champion, a seven time All Star. You have led a field. You're on an anniversary team. You have lived one of the lives that a lot of black men would love to live. You play the next one, uh, one of the greatest players ever. Scotty Pippen is being ungrateful, and he is being a crybaby. I don't care because you chose the wrong contract to sign and get less money or whatever, it's still more money than more than half the people out here than got in their whole life. Yeah. We have lived a great lifestyle to stop being ungrateful and stop being a freaking crybaby. Appreciate Come on. Like
2: Yeah, and and I think that there's something to be said for that, but also There's a lot of pride. I mean, if you're an elite player, pride comes into play, and uh, I can see where the ungrateful comes from because you need to have a certain mindset. Like, there needs to be a certain mindset you have where constant chip on shoulder. Some players can let it go. Other players, though, just can't. And I have a feeling that's to an extent, Kevin, what's happened with Scottie Pippen here. He's never let that chip on shoulder go ever, even with the Pro Basketball Hall of
3: Fame.
8: Let me make this point right here. Sure. How many kids will know to be in Scottie Pippen's position over the past 30 years? You have millions of kids that want to be in his position, that strive and wake up every morning and go and practice so they can be in a position that Scottie Tiffman has already been in. He has lived the life of a superstar. Be grateful for what you have in front of you. Don't worry about whatever else happened. You still had a great life. You beat the odds.
2: I think that's pretty good life advice, and appreciate it, Kevin. One before we get to Pat Lawler, I do want to read this tweet from from Joel Anderson, and this is what really yesterday sort of uh, piqued my 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 interest and it got me thinking about Scottie Pippen and the racist conversation with Phil Jackson. He tweeted, "Not for me to say that Phil is or isn't, but I think a lot of people would be surprised at what their black colleagues truly think of them." And he's 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 right, and that's why. I showed up today wanting to be sympathetic, at least open my ears to what Scottie Pippen is saying or at least alluding to, because what we think from the outside, and and this is why I brought up Coquel earlier, me as a white guy, who am I to tell Scottie Pippen who is or isn't racist or who does or does not exhibit racist behavior, right?
3: Yeah, and even between white guys talking to each other, other parts of your life, you can see it a little bit differently. Like, me having black children, I often point out things to my other family members that they don't notice yeah. and they don't see. So when we live in growing up myself, there was probably so much racist stuff going on that I had no idea even existed. It's just so easy for you and
2: I, more me, to just poo-poo someone like Scottie Pippen saying, yeah, I think Phil Jackson's a racist. Like, that's easy for me to do that. And that's why like at least like, I've got to listen to the life experience. I have the obligation to listen to said person's life experience. But him saying that a play drawn up for Tony Kukoc, uh, he's using that as his base in the interview with Dan Patrick. That's not
3: selling it to me. Yeah, that can't be the reason, but that doesn't mean there's not other things that happen. Exactly, exactly. Let's get
2: to uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, my good friend, and it's always good to have him here on Tuesdays on Ken LeVick Alive. He's our sports law insider. He's our sports agent insider, and he's just damn smart. And if you uh, are going through a personal injury situation, slip and fall, or automobile, or motorcycle, or a boat accident, Lawler & Associates, they want to take care of you because it's unnerving, and it's tough to know where to turn. They have your back. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Free consultation. WanttoLawyerUp.com. Want to Lawyer Up. Uh Pat, uh, let's uh, let's real quick. I just want to pick your brain on Scottie Pippen because he went on Dan Patrick and sort of alluded to Phil Jackson being a racist. Uh, said that Michael Jordan, the famous scene in the Last Dance where he tells Steve Kerr, "Hey, I'll find you when you come around that screen," that that was all a setup for the cameras, and just seems overall uh, angry and disgruntled. What? How would you describe Scottie Pippen right now in this stage of his life?
7: Angry and disgruntled. Yeah 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 <laughs> no i i think scotty i don't know him but just following his career uh, i think he's been that way his entire life post basketball probably during basketball but didn't come out as much Is that he always felt he was second fiddle to michael in that team when he did a lot uh, a lot to make that team who they were so as you get older i think he doesn't look at it as he's going to be penalized as much if he did it uh, years ago so now he's speaking his mind
3: and he definitely is speaking his mind. There's I, no doubt about I think about we that. also forget sometimes that a lot of people's adult personalities come from childhood. Pat, how do, do you have to deal with that sometimes? Or have you dealt with that with clients where there's some things in there that you know have nothing to do with what's going on now. It's deep-seated. But are in there from their childhood and things that happened when they were being brought up.
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's players I represented who have horrible situations, which a lot of them do, and, and, and that comes out. I mean, obviously with Tyron Matthew, Tyron – well-documented what that young man went through and uh there were times that he had difficult times but he he addressed them as he got older specifically when he got in the league and he he's addressing them every day but he's come out of it in, in great shape so it, it's a lot of baggage there as they say but uh a lot of the kids who come up through a tough thing, upbringings have that baggage and when you represent them, you got to understand that and understand where they're coming from and, and that's something i always tried to do
2: uh, let's go to the NCAA and specifically the College World Series where NC State had to uh, have a no contest against Vanderbilt that knocked them out of the College World Series because of a run of a positive COVID test. Now, NC State... Uh, Their longtime head coach uh, definitely uh, did not represent himself well, saying that he doesn't indoctrinate his players. Uh, The vaccine, uh, he didn't want to talk about it because it was too political. Um, uh, NC State ultimately had an outbreak that forced them out of the tournament. But the NCAA has also been very vague about the process. Do you think that the NCAA owes it to fans and NC State to be a little more specific about positive tests and why everything went down the way it did?
7: Well, from what I've read, they were. I mean, uh, listen, be careful what you ask for. If you're not pursuing your players, especially getting into the playoffs in, in college baseball to be vaccinated, this is going to happen. Um, my son, as they tried to play University of Maine, they had an outbreak and all the kids got vaccinated. They had no other issues. They played the entire season. Yeah. Be careful what you ask for. I mean, there was, uh, like they said, they only 13 kids could play because all the other ones uh, weren't vaccinated. That tells you, well over 15, 20 players weren't vaccinated, and this, just, this is just going to happen. So I don't have much sympathy, to be honest. I read that the four kids got it, and then even kids who were vaccinated got it, yeah. but their symptoms were small. But that, that was the rules that they had going in. They understood, from what I can see and say, was pretty clear to them. Maybe the public doesn't understand it. Well, but, and, uh, and, here, I think, yeah.
2: and here's the important note, too, is that vaccinated players didn't have to test The only time that vaccinated players had to test is if they had symptoms. It happened with three vaccinated players, but you're right. uh, The contact tracing, which doesn't apply to vaccinated players, and then the other positives knocked them out of the tournament, which you're right, suggests that there were 15 to 20 players that were not vaccinated, and that is, I I think that, Someone from the program needs to actually speak to that. The head coach didn't want to touch it, and I'm with you. I don't feel all that sympathetic for NC State knowing what I I know about that. But that also brings up the question about the fall and with football. Because if you thought that this was drama... Say you get into the college football playoff, and this happens, and you have a team that has an outbreak when they didn't have to have one because there are low vaccination numbers. Like is this? Do you think this is going to turn the screws and put some pressure on some of these football programs to finally get these numbers up?
7: Absolutely, and I would take it a step further, money, because if these teams are contracted to do uh, do games where money's involved, and they can't play. There's going to be a clause that says you have to pay for the the money that you would have paid the other team. Yeah, uh, and, and you and I know Ken. Like when they call quote voluntary off-season workouts, nothing's voluntary <laughs> about it unless you, unless unless you're a superstar. Uh-huh. So you say, yeah, this is voluntary because the state of Florida has an idiotic rule that says that you can't force people to be vaccinated. I.e., the state schools here, but the coach can make it pretty clear if you're not, there's going to be fifteen to twenty restrictions on you, and you're going to be you know, signal out with the guy with the mask standing in the corner of your thumb in your mouth. Well, you can't do that with a mask. Maybe you can, but (laughs) it's going to be pretty obvious who's not uh, vaccinated come football season.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's going to stand out, and some programs are going to be in much better shape than others. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Every Tuesday, Pat joins us as our sports agent insider and our sports law insider. Name, image, and likeness. The law in the state of Florida, student athletes can make money off of their name, image, and likeness, this kicks in on Thursday at midnight. How do you see the summer playing out with this,
7: Pat? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to explode. I mean, I've talked to a lot of the ADs in the state, and they already had programs in place, and they're doing a really good job of trying to give the opportunities for students. But you're going to have issues with the big thing, what is uh, the reasonable market rate on these types of uh, pay, uh, the agent situation the agents getting in early as an nil rep and getting in and giving these kids extra benefits uh, runners all over the place it's going to be crazy ken and it's already becoming the new ncaa came out and said, hey each state and university is going to have to come up with their own rules or regulations so we're going to have at least a month i'd say two months before they have a standard federal law consistent with the ncaa where it's going to be madness
2: Uh, I see so many student-athletes on Twitter announcing my DMs are open. You are going to see a lot of that over the next couple of months from especially college football and college basketball players. Let's wrap up with this. Damian Lillard may ask out of Portland, if you're an agent and you have a disgruntled superstar who wants out, how do you facilitate that conversation with a front office?
7: You go right to them and meet with them and talk to them and get their thoughts. And, you know, if they're on board, obviously someone like Lillard, he wants, I think, get out of Portland, get a more, uh, you know, more open type of city where he can make money doing advertising and stuff. I mean, that's the first thing is being upfront with them, talking about it. Don't go behind their back because it will come out and you have tampering issues. So I think that's the best way. You get right with them, meet with them, and talk to them.
2: Pat, you're the absolute best, and if you have a personal injury matter, you need someone you can trust, someone who wants to help, and that's where Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, come in. I'm telling you, they have decades of experience. They are in it for you to get the compensation you deserve. Free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. That's Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat, have a great Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk next week, okay, brother?
7: Uh, You got it, Ken. You guys also be safe.
2: All right. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. It is the segment that is sweeping the local sports radio landscape. A little Greenway, Kia, West Palm Beach, red light, green light, including what is the biggest sports drama going right now? The answer might surprise you. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel.
2: We're a couple of minutes away from another edition of Greenway Kia West Palm Beach Red Light Green Light. Also tomorrow, AEW superstar Paul White at 12.15. And a eighteenth December, December 18th in FAU Stadium. It is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. You're not going to want to miss this. Coquel and I are going to be out there, and we're going to be brunching and then balling. That's what we're doing. 11 a.m. December 18th. A lot of brunch. A lot of brunch. A lot of brunch. And then. Maybe some (laughs) booze. Maybe if we make it ballin'. But you should be there. 11 a.m., roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, FAU Stadium, December 18th. The date is set. The time is set. It's on ESPN. And you need to get your ticket set. For more information, roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com,
3: roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com. No brown like Scotty on that day, though. We're sticking with the clear. Oh, yeah, for For sure. For the brunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a long day for us here at ESPN. For West me, Pop. for me, the Browns not allowed at brunch. It's all clear. Now, nah, it might even just be the mimosa champagne and stay away from all yeah. clear. Like, like, just don't want to overdo it. Do it. No, don't no, want to overdo no, it. A lot it. of important people at that old Boca Bowl.
2: Yeah, we gotta, we gotta glad hand and shake hands. We can't be sloppy, kiss, but we need kiss to kissing babies.
3: Yeah, but we need to be brunchy. I don't ah. think we're kissing babies though this year. Yeah, probably not. I don't all.
2: like kissing other people's babies anyways. Like, that's just weird. Hey, can I have your child so I can kiss its forehead? Like, who, I, who am I? Yeah, that's, that's really bizarre. Let's just move on. Yeah, let's get away from kissing babies altogether, because I don't want a stranger kissing my baby. Get away from my baby. Brian, and I'm talking about Coquel. Brian in Jupiter on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Brian? Hey, um, I, I got a question. Yeah, you were talking to the attorney
6: about the uh, whole thing that was in college. And I am. Yeah starting Thursday yeah yep. what about uh the high school kids I mean you know let's say you know go back in time a little mm-hmm. here you know you got a a guy like Fred Taylor that uh was out in Belgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that that kid, you know well, obviously you went to Florida but you know you know you know these four and five star recruits You know, are going to get recruited by these guys? Are they going to, you know, they're going to be, hey, you know, I know I'm going to this college and I know I'm going to be, you know, Starter. Yeah, you and know, so, uh,
2: and I think, Jackson? yeah, and, and I think that this is a question better suited for Coquel, someone who's been a longtime high school football coach. How is that going to work? Do you
3: think the bagman's job is going to get easier because now the agent's going to be doing for it, saying, "Hey, when you sign here, this guy's going to hook you up. You'll yeah. have your name. Th- those deals will be made in place now." Do you think just that, through someone else? Like,
2: do you think that's a scourge on the sport, or is this stuff that's already happening that's ju- it's just going to be inflated to a different? Instead level? of
3: an envelope under a hotel pillow at a camp, it's going to yeah. be done in name, image, likeness legit payday Brian, it may actually make it more like out front it may, yeah. it may actually help clean up the sport in a weird way because kids are getting paid now yeah Brian, like, let's not I, pretend i don't think that yeah. this is going to
2: make college football and that transition from high school to college and the recruiting process any sketchier because those things are already happening but like coquel said i think we're just going to have it put in our faces more that this is the reality of how things have worked but now uh there's
3: a chance that it's actually legal because they can actually just show the player, like, look, these are our three starters. These are the deals they have in place already. Yeah. Think of what you'll get next year when you're here. Because also,
2: it's it's not like, Brian, uh, it, like they're going to openly be giving uh, knapsacks full of cash to these players from a booster. But if they say, hey, we have X business who is ready to give you $200 a month or whatever uh, they, they put out there for you to promote their product, like, this is there for you, and you're going to see that become
3: part of the recruiting game. It's a lot cleaner than the McDonald's bag filled with cash. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. So
2: hopefully well, what, that cleared a little about, bit of it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Um.
6: What? Are, shoot, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, oh, uh, hey, can, is there any way I need to talk to management? Is there any way we can uh, continue the show till like six o'clock now? <laughs> I mean, well, you guys I, are like the best uh, thing you have right now at least i think so but yeah. i appreciate, appreciate it brian that.
2: but we're only two men six hours is asking a little bit but if you I want agree. to tweet at the station and say hey at least till two o'clock you can i'm not going to complain I mean, about that brian it, it yeah. all <laughs> right appreciate you brian bye all right coquel let's do this all right thing.
3: brian see you at dinner tonight
2: i mean what <laughs> is that your boy
3: I don't
0: know uh, hello time for hey. Ken and coquel to decide if they want to stop or go
4: Red light, stop. Green light, go. Red light, stop. Green light, go. Red stop. Green go. Red light, green light, now you
0: know. Red light, green light is driven by Greenway Kia West Palm Beach.
2: All right, red light means no. Green light means yes. Those are the expedited rules of this segment. Coquel asked me the questions. I give a red light or a green light red. No,
3: green, yes. Let's go. I'm not sure where you're getting asked questions for the 37th time. These will be statements <laughs> given to Ken Lavica. Shut up! And he decides if it's red or green. I don't know why it's an evil green, but it is. Yeah, Pippers was- defeated the Suns last night. That's why it's evil. Uh, Your boy, D-Book. And now pull the series to 3-2. to two. Ken, Red light or green light, the Clippers will make a comeback and send Devin Booker packing. Red light.
2: Red light. I think the Suns are the better team. Paul George is not going to follow up one outstanding performance with another. I know you have to do it on the road. That's tough, but I just believe in the Suns team. What is concerning, though, Kokel, and this is cur- uh, courtesy of Kurt Goldsberry on Twitter Tyron Liu. As a head coach, when facing elimination, 10 and 2. That's the best in NBA history. Minimum 10 games coach. Tyron Lew with a chance to clinch a series, 12 and 1. That also the best record in NBA history. So if this goes to a game seven, look out to my boy D. Book. It only
3: takes the crazy part, it's only one more win and then it's game seven. it's so scary. I'm really nervous. Next Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons is skipping the Tokyo Olympics to focus on developing his skills. This is the right move, right? Green light, green light, green light. Absolutely roll through,
2: never changes, not even an intersection. Green light, yes. Why in God's name would you go to Tokyo to play for Australia when you might be changing hands on your jump shot? This is the right way to
3: go. I mean he should go back to Australia because everything's backwards there
2: <laughs> what if in the southern hemisphere <laughs> he shot left-handed and in the northern hemisphere he shoots right-handed like, that would be bizarre maybe
3: that's the issue maybe if, like when he's there if he goes there and he starts shooting well he's like oh I just gotta switch which other hemisphere I'm
2: is that true that like toilets flush backwards in Australia like they said on the
3: Simpsons yeah for sure I traveled to Florida that's about as far as I've got <laughs> New <laughs> we are, York to
2: Florida we it's are so dopey. I don't really do
3: other time yeah, zones I'm gonna
2: have to look that up we don't have enough time in the show to take calls about it now I feel like We're going to end on a stupid note. 888-760-3776. Does the toilet go backwards in (laughs) Australia? Sorry, Bart Scott. Got a problem with it. Come see me. Next. Aaron Rodgers will use the silver bullet in his contract. And opt out before July second. Red light. No. What is it? Eight million dollars though. Eighteen. The oh, 18? There's a one in front of it. Ah, eighteen. God. All right. He
3: let's... forfeits twenty, uh-huh. but gets to keep
2: eighteen for not playing. I want to make something abundantly clear. Aaron Rodgers won't do that, but I would absolutely oh. <laughs> do that. Buy football career. Give me the money. Would I would totally have opt out of this show for twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a low price. Oh, you gonna pay me to leave I've made quite a new yeah I was gonna say <laughs> come over here I've got I've got a 10 and two singles for you
3: what's next make it ring Kenny Euro <laughs> soccer yesterday and two games going to extra time I was all over it it's so like we're gonna be all over England and Germany playing today. Euros is currently the best sports drama going.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, NBA playoffs have been really, really good. NHL playoffs have been really, really good. But if you don't love that a World Cup champion France getting knocked out in PKs yesterday by an upstart Switzerland squad where, they, where the French blew a 3-1 lead in the final 20 minutes and then Spain in the last five minutes of a match blowing a uh, 3-1 lead only to score twice in extra time to hang on and win, uh, you don't have a pulse. And then England and Germany, this has been tight as they go into the second half. At Wembley in London. Yeah, that's the best drama in sports.
3: Yep, those kits look good on the pitch. <laughs> well said. They had a lot of
2: training. Uh, mm. Practice? <laughs> talking <about> pra-
3: training? <laughs> He's talking about training, man? Training. Not do- the match I love, but training. I like English Allen Iverson. Training? Oh, don't tell our production team. Oh, I'm poor. gone for seven days. That production team may be all over the place. So They've they're already on vacation. Don't Oh, worry. they're gone, too? Yeah. All right, Ken, last one. Red Light, Greenway. Greenway? Red Light, Green Light brought to you by Greenway Kia. <laughs> the Stanley Cup will be discussed on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, green Light. Absolutely. The Tampa Bay Lightning. What a performance
2: last night. Is that good? Does that count? They played last night? Yeah. Oh, they won? Last night was game one, yes.
3: USA. <laughs> USA, USA You're so silly USA, Enjoy vacation, USA, where are you going? Jersey, US- Long Island, where are you going? Oh, don't put me in smelly Jersey Okay, you're going to Long Island?
2: Strong Island Strong nice, Island Coquel's going on vacation I'm not going anywhere I'll be here tomorrow
3: at noon Paul White, AEW, talking wrestling at 12.15 tomorrow When I get like sad about not hearing my voice Do I have to make up a fake name when I call in? don't do that uh so okay you can hello ken (laughs) for pat
2: lawler uh and all of our friends at greenway kia west palm beach for giving us red light green light he's coquel i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 106.3 bye bye